What's up, guys? We are Brews and Oddities Podcast. Welcome. We're a weekly podcast covering paranormal, true crime, and conspiracy theories. Each week, we also feature a craft beer, craft brew. Tonight, I am drinking a pumpkin ale. Happy Halloween, motherfuckers! <laughs> um, it comes out of Uinta Brewing Co., and that's located in Salt Lake City, Utah. And it's it's really smooth. It tastes like pumpkin spice. It's awesome. I love anything pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> and just in time for fall, I think that's always good to have a seasonal beer. And today, for me, I'm drinking a Elysian uh, Space Dust IPA. They're based out of Seattle, Washington. IPAs are always a favorite for me. A go-to. I love the hoppiness, the bitterness all of that um space dust i think isn't on the most bitter side but they yeah. are very good <clears throat> yeah i don't know much about um ipas and all this but as we go we shall learn <laughs> so stick by us and you might hear me get pretty good at talking about ipas <laughs> and that's the whole reason of the show yeah, and we really uh, came up with the idea for Brews and Oddities. First of all, just because we love investigating in the just conspiracy, paranormal, all that true crime stuff and getting into some of that darkness, but also the brews part, um, just because it's fun to do. And, you know, we really got into the craft brew scene when we were living up in Washington, near Seattle, Washington. That's where we really started trying all these different beers different styles different tastes and all that stuff and lived around colorado which is also very popular with the craft brew scene and all that so we figured we'd feature different beers different tastes styles all of that yeah so every week we'll be introducing a new one and letting you guys know how it tastes and we'll see if you guys ever want to throw one back have our opinion (laughs) (laughs) yeah and um ipas are my favorite but i guess i'll have to come up with a some new ones to try so that i can keep you guys on your toes if you guys have any suggestions you can go ahead and uh, email us at bruisingoddities at gmail.com we'll be doing these podcasts every single week so feel free to give us your suggestions and bruisingoddities is completely spelled out no and symbol just the whole word and <laughs> yeah brews and oddities at gmail.com so feel free to go ahead and uh give us your requests and we'll do our best to inform you guys with everything we can find when we research so this week we're going to be covering the 27 club uh, along with that crossroads and the whole selling your soul concept yeah so this topic is really interesting i mean it could all be coincidence but for so many big names to die at the same age, that's <clears throat> crazy. <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, I wasn't the biggest fan of this conspiracy theory, the 27 Club, but we just thought that it would be a good one to start with and a good one to talk about. And after doing some research, there's actually a lot of suspicious stuff. If not conspiracy, if it's not true, it's seriously suspicious when you kind of connect the dots and all of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into the ways that 
um, some of these stars died, but, and it's not nothing, it's in, some of them aren't too crazy, but still the fact that they were 27, and like I said, they were all very, at the peak of their career. Yeah, many of them were at the peak of their career, you know. Mm. It seems like you 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 can only go get better from there. The sky's the limit and that's just they just died at age 27. They had such bright futures and it just ended all of a sudden. And for so many of them like you said, for so many of those rising stars to die at that time, you can't help but question what really happened or what might be some of the causes or if if there is more to the story than than just them dying. Yeah, and there's there's a lengthy list of, of the stars that died at <clears throat> 27, but we're going to pretty much touch base on uh, some of the bigger names. So to get started, um, we'll just say, as a, just to inform you guys that may not know, the 27 Club is a list of rock stars, singers, musicians. All of them died at age 27 um in this list and a few notable performers were Jimi hendrix which i'm sure everybody here probably knows (laughs) he was an iconic rock musician and still to this day he he's a big deal really i mean influencing a lot of yeah even the younger generation he still to this day is a big influence yeah so and he had hits like purple haze castles made of sand i mean they were countless really and we actually visited his um his His grave grave. yeah yeah that was really crazy when we were living near seattle we actually took a a day trip i can't remember the exact name of the town but he grew up right there right around seattle and it's a metropolitan area so i mean there's cities and towns all over the place that kind of make it seem make seattle seem bigger than it is but we actually went to go visit his grave and another one on our list is Kurt Cobain, which we actually went yeah. to his house. We went to his hometown mm-hmm. um, in Aberdeen, Washington. Yeah. And we also went to the house that he supposedly committed suicide in or that he was at least found dead in. So and that's a whole other episode yeah, in itself. That's so. going to have to be another episode, <laughs> yeah. the whole Kurt Cobain thing. Um, and also not... Not just talking about the Twenty Seven Club. It's just to show. Just goes to show about the whole rock and grunge scene that came out of the Pacific Northwest, out of the Seattle area. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of great music to come out of there. But anyways, so um, Jimi Hendrix is one of the main names that comes up when you talk about the Twenty Seven Club. And on Friday, September eighteenth, in nineteen seventy. Jimi Hendrix was staying with his girlfriend in London, and he took some sleeping pills. Um, They don't really know how many pills he ingested, but they do know that the drug he took was Vesperax. It's a strong barbiturate. They say that half a tablet was enough to put you to sleep for eight hours. And some people speculate that he may have swallowed as many as nine. (laughs) So, I mean, there's no doubt that that could have... And maybe even did kill him. Oh, definitely. And he was drinking, too. So. Yeah. I mean, mixing... You know, they always say don't mix drugs and alcohol. alcohol and all that. And especially a sedative like that. That's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, but... Um, he... Uh, one of his friend, Deering Howe, actually said that 
Jimmy would, he said, Jimmy would take a handful of shit, not even knowing what it was. So this isn't something that he was new to. He, he would do this often. And, you know, maybe you're a rock star, you're partying, you think you're untouchable. But... And that may be the case for many of them. It's just, you know, just a bad habit to get into. And especially if you're doing things like that for so long, you might not even know you're doing it after a while. Yeah. Especially with, with those type of drugs and all that and alcohol in your system. I mean, there, there could be days that you don't even remember at all, days after days that you don't remember at all. Not really. You're not really in control of yourself at that point. And I guess needing the the numbing effect just probably things going on that they just wanted to numb because once you're in that spotlight once you're that big there's no getting out of it even if you don't want it anymore it's stuck with you yeah right so he's a really an important icon when you talk about the 27 club and one of the bigger names. Another big name that comes to mind is Jim Morrison, who I'm sure everyone knows was the lead singer of The Doors, who also died at the age of 27, so he joined the 27 Club, so to speak. Um, some people think that his following was cult-like, and I kind of... In certain situations, I think that it was, you know? How so? Um, well, part of the image of the cult-like following that he had was just that he died at the same age as Brian Jones, who was also a member of the 27 Club, Jimi Hendrix, and Janis Joplin, who we'll talk about later, who was also part of the 27 Club. Um, The link between those artists and their ages at the time of death helped to solidify that something weird was going on, and some people even speculate that it may have been fate that brought them all together and had them all die at that age yeah and then uh we saw that a researcher said that 27 is when your body usually starts things start catching up to you at that age right that's when your health kicks in at that at that time in your life so that could have been it too but who knows yeah i mean you could be young and wild for as long as your mind thinks you can be but Eventually, that stuff will start to catch up to you. And I'm not saying 27 is old, but you're definitely aging, getting closer to middle age. And if you're on hard drugs and alcohol for a long period of time, it's going to take effect on your body, take a toll. So some scientists think that that it could, that's just what it could be yeah. for a lot of these artists is that all these drugs and alcohol are catching up to them and the stress of the spotlight and all that just make them age faster than they really should. Yeah, so... You ain't young as hell anymore. (laughs) Another thing to kind of think about, and that may help reinforce the theory about the 27 Club, is that um, Jim Morrison's girlfriend also died at the age of 27, which she wasn't really in the spotlight spotlight like like he was, and not really a public figure or influence or anything like that, but it's just strange to think that both of them would die at the yeah. age of 27, especially with the cult-like following and the cult image that 
Jim Morrison may have had. That's weird. Just for both of them to die at the same age, that's pretty strange. Or romantic. Or romantic, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so we have. So we talked about the men so far. Um, yeah, some of the most iconic ones. Now we'll talk about some really popular and iconic uh, females that were in the 27 Club. We have uh, Janis Joplin and Amy Winehouse. And Janis Joplin, she sang a song. Uh, this was her last recording, and it was called A Woman Left Lonely. And this was aimed at her boyfriend. And he, she felt that he took her for granted. And, you know, maybe it was depression. Maybe it was she was just feeling real down about this. And <clears throat> October 4th, 1970, she went down. She w injected herself with heroin at 1 a.m. And then she went down to her hotel lob lobby and she bought a pack of cigarettes. And then she returned to her room she undressed, and then she knelt down, and she fucking hit her head. <laughs> and she was found dead the next morning. Like, ugh. she she hit her head. Or, you know, if, what if someone, like, pushed her and she hit her head? Yeah, I mean, it could have been any one of those. But to touch on the whole depression thing, um, I think a lot of people don't realize how many stars are really depressed. It seems like they wouldn't be because they have all this fame and fortune and all that, but... Which is fucking bullshit, might I add, because you get the stigma that fame and money brings you life and... And happiness. And these stars aren't supposed to be depressed or they... Well, maybe now they get praised for speaking out on depression and... and suicidal ten tendencies yeah the stigma is changing which is a great thing yeah. but especially back then yeah it, it was it was something that was unspoken yeah you you would not speak of that that's something that was pretty much off topic and i think it's just very ignorant for people to think that just because there are stars that they have everything that they could need so they shouldn't be depressed because like i said once you have that image that's it and you may want to go back to being unknown but that's not something that's possible and so. to get, kind of get off we'll kind of get off topic here but there's this documentary that I love that I saw on Netflix it's called Happy and it just talks about well they really cover people across all over the world mm -hmm. and they talk about what makes people happy and Everyone in that documentary is in different financial situations. They're in different, just completely different situations. Different things have happened to them, some good, some bad. But one of the studies that they show in that documentary is talking about how your happiness, how money has a big influence on your happiness between a certain level. Mm -hmm. And I can't really remember the numbers. It's between, I want to say, low 30s to $85,000 a year. And anything above that, you're really not making yourself any happier. Which people always think, oh, if you're a millionaire, or if you have tons of money, that you're going to be happy and that everything's great. But yeah. these stars just go to show that they have all this money, all this fame, but they're just constantly in the spotlight. They're constantly scrutinized. Mm -hmm. 
they're under the microscope. I mean, you could have the best intentions doing something and there's going to be, as people would say, haters and all that. And I mean, that stuff is going to have its own wear and tear on you over the years or even weeks or months. I mean, you have to be under tremendous pressure if people are constantly looking at you, if you don't have any, any shelter from any of that. Yeah, you're always like that. And yeah, it's, it's real sad. But I, I think, like you said, it's changing now. But I think a lot of it was, you know, stick to singing, stick to what you're good at. Don't speak on anything you shouldn't, which isn't fair, because they are people they they should be able yeah. to voice their opinions, and especially if they have that type of platform. Like I see, there's so much going on in the news today with stars voicing their opinions from politics to to everything, and they get told to shut up and keep singing, <laughs> which I don't think is fair personally because they have that platform, and I think it's very important that, like right now, a lot of them are encouraging young people to go and vote. And I see nothing wrong with that. But, you know, some people do, and who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing to think about is that stars nowadays and these, like, rising influences on young people, that they are trying to make a difference. They're not just trying to make their money or produce their music or films or whatever their yeah. their talent is. They're really trying to make a difference, and I think that's important and it's good for us to credit them with taking action and trying to support a bigger cause and all that. Yeah. But anyways, I think we've gotten off topic. <laughs> if you want to know how we really feel, you can listen to every one of our other episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, back to this 27 club. Um, our next star that died at age 27 is Amy Winehouse. And she's really the biggest, most recent uh, member of 27 club. Yeah, and she was, um, like, in her uh, song, Rehab, you know, she's she was honest and she was open in, in many respects of her life, but she was also reserved when she was spoken to about her inner life, and um, she was, it was said that she started to grow tired of her career, just like... Jimi Hendrix and Kurt Cobain and they became a prisoner of their image because yeah just trying to keep up with that so she sang about it but then that's who she actually became yeah even if she let that persona go it was still stuck with her because that's who she was because of the music yeah so that that was her and that's how people knew her and she probably just really grew tired of being set in stone this is who i am yeah and um i mean the same thing i mean towards the end of amy winehouse's life it was similar to janice joplin's that her man was pretty much absent towards the end of her life and a lot of the people that amy winehouse had depended on and family and friends and all that stuff um just became exhausted and didn't really yeah, yeah she didn't really get the support that she needed towards the end of her life and on uh, July 23rd, 20, 2007, she ended up dying from alcohol intoxication in London. What the fuck, London? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is kind of strange because a lot of stars end up dying there. But 
Also, just to think, alcohol intoxication, which I can't say is uncommon. I don't want to be biased in that opinion, but mm-hmm. but just to think, I mean, I I shouldn't speak on it too much. I'm sure there are accidents and and all that stuff where people kind of lose control. But it just, in my opinion, seems a little bit difficult unless you're trying to. I don't want to put it as a suicide or anything like that, but I'm sure many of these Twenty Seven Club members could could be put as a suicide and I know that there's a lot of speculation that many of them were yeah so our 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 research um ranges from different ways that they died so there's not a specific way but I guess it kind of all ties in because um Jimi Hendrix was doing alcohol and um the sleeping pills and uh, Amy Winehouse drinking, and Janis Joplin had just shot up with heroin. heroin and all that, yeah. yeah. And wasn't Kurt Cobain found with... I know he had a drug problem. I'm not sure what was in his blood system at the time. But, I mean, all of these, even if you want to count them as accidents, you can't, you can't say that there's no possibility that some of them may have been suicides, or at least were just ways to numb their pain and they took it too far. Yeah, and we'll, of course, we'll never know for sure. Yeah, we'll never know for sure, unfortunately. What was going through their minds at the end or what their motives were or anything like that. Another huge image in the, or huge person in the 27 Club is Kurt Cobain. Like a really interesting case. This, the whole case is just, it's, it's, I mean, there's so like many I questions. Said, yeah, like I said, this is an episode in itself. There's so many questions surrounding it. There's so many possibilities. There's so many. You could look up uh, documentaries. You could just type his name and you'll find pages and pages and pages of what went wrong, what happened, what... Different suspects. If it was yeah. a, If it was murder, if it was... And if it was murder, there's a ton of different people who might have murdered him. And if it was suicide, there's a bunch of different reasons why it may have been suicide. Yeah, and a lot of speculation points towards um courtney love so like i said that'll be a whole different one but this one is just and i think he was found with a tin can of of um like his own little box and he was found with a i don't know what you tie around your arm and he was found with a needle next not in him but in the tin can but it was found in the same room as him and you know what, maybe we will do an episode on this really soon, uh, because actually, I think it was last week, a couple of weeks ago, Nirvana had a reunion in California, and uh, they actually ended up playing together and and all of that, so I mean, that'll be important to bring up, just yeah. since we'll be covering the Kurt Cobain conspiracy and all that, so maybe we can go ahead and do that pretty soon, see so that you guys can listen to that. And um, a lot of these musicians were to have said uh, they sold their soul to the devil, basically, for the fame, for the fortune, to get big. And, you know, I mean... Even to this day, people still talk about it. Still saying that it's happening. And that we have stars uh, in their music videos when they perform at <laughs> award shows, that they're hinting subtle... Sub- so yeah. <laughs> um things hinting towards uh like satanity sat- yeah. and, and satanism. All satanism 
I can't speak. <laughs> I mean, all those sorts of things just, and it sounds kind of crazy, but some of the stuff people point out, I mean, you have to question everything. Yeah, so. it, it is crazy, but like how you mentioned to me privately um, before we did this, who knows if it's just because it's a way to gain views, to gain um, yeah, it's sort of a it's sort of a taboo almost, yeah. and what do people love more, but taboo and you know just raising those questions you can get people to listen to you to watch you and gets, to think about yeah, it yeah just talking and oh did you see this did you see that in his video and her video yeah. and, and at the award show did you views see that? and yeah. everything tweets all that stuff yeah. especially with the the platforms that we have nowadays you can get information from one place to another from one year to another so quickly and i mean if you're a star is that really what you want you're gonna in a day, in a tweet, in a in a music video, you're going to get so many people talking and thinking about what you're doing. You're going to take the spotlight. So it could be things as simple as that, or or maybe it is more. Maybe it is what people have questioned for so long, and that was selling your souls to the devil. Like they have to do a nod in order to keep it going. Like they can't just fully get out of their contract, so to say, yeah. with the devil. So that has to be their nod. But, I mean... Who have we had? Have we had anybody die at 27 recently? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. I think the most recent was, well, the most recent big one, like I said, it was Amy Winehouse. I think there have been a few small ones. And don't get us wrong, we <clears throat> we saw a whole list of yeah. people that died at age 27, and not all of them are, are stars or up and rising people. <clears throat> they did have good music, and they were hits and all that, enough to be talked about. Um, but right now we're just talking about the stars and, and speculating on some of that. But anyways, on the, the whole selling the soul to your devil part, a classic exa example of that is the whole crossroads thing. <clears throat> and that's kind of where you go to meet the devil. And in folk magic and mythology, crossroads represents the location between the worlds. You go to a fucking desert Dirt road, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, you just walk for a while. And you shake hands with the devil. And there he is. And you can get rich and famous. <laughs> but anyways, Why they say the, the devil yet. They say the crossroads were sites where supernatural spirits can be contacted and paranormal events can take place. Mm -hmm. Symbolically speaking, it, it's kind of like a place where two realms touch and can represent transitional periods or phases. Or a rite of passage. <clears throat> it's neither here nor there. Not here or there. <laughs> but somewhere. Somewhere. Somewhere over there in the crossroads. Yeah. <clears throat> Can you GPS it? Can you drop a pin? <laughs> <laughs> so, this has been around in, in various ancient re religions, in hoodoo, in Brazilian mythology, and in common blues music and this is yeah i when i first learned about crossroads we were watching a movie yeah it was actually called the crossroads, crossroads. and <clears throat> that's where i learned about um it's a great movie by the way yeah that's a really good movie that's how i learned about um where you meet the devil <laughs> yeah it's a good movie um about blues music and yeah blues i believe it's covering robert leroy, leroy johnson who we're going to talk about right now but all the music in it, all the guitar playing and all that was done by Stevie Ray Vaughan. 
which is also an awesome musician, guitarist. He died in a helicopter crash, unfortunately. Don't want to get too much into it, but I mean, amazing guitarist. But anyways, to talk on Re Robert Leroy Johnson, he was born May 8th, 1911, died August 16th, 1938, and... He was an American blues singer and songwriter, and he just, he had singing, he had guitar skills, he had songwriting talent, and he he influenced um, the later generation of music, music, musicians. <laughs> And his life was very poorly documented. And he died, He, of course, he died at the age of 27. Another member of the 27 Club. Yes. Uh, so, he, um, <laughs> so he, he was, according to a legend, he was living on a, a young man living on a plantation in rural Mississippi and he wanted to become a great blues musician and he was told to go to this crossroads near Dockery Plantation at midnight and he it was said that he met a was met by a large black man the devil who took the guitar and tuned it so he just needed to tune his guitar just, that's all it took. Just tune your guitar and you'll be good. You'll be a master. <laughs> you should have tuned your own down guitar. <laughs> so the devil then, he played a few songs. And then he returned the guitar to, to Johnson. And he gave him the mastery of the instrument. <laughs> and this was a deal with the devil mirroring the legend of Faust. In exchange for his soul, Johnson was able to create the blues for which he became famous for. And there's various accounts and different interpretations regarding his meeting with the devil at the crossroads. But I think that may have been a big part of where the whole crossroads idea came in. Mm -hmm. Is because that was the legend where to where he became famous. And he really did become a famous blues singer, songwriter, guitar player in the process so how could he see him in the pitch darkness <laughs> in a rural road just running at crossroads midnight. at midnight you know, right? <laughs> could have been anyone tuning his guitar uh, uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? last but not least we're going to talk about mac miller a recent death, a recent star. He wasn't part of the 27 Club, but we thought it would still be important to talk about his death and his life and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, he was only 26 years old when he died, and I believe he was uh, quite a ways away from turning 27. Yeah. He did have issues with drugs. Um, only a few things to question about his death is the fact that he has spoken on death by, overdo by overdose saying, quote, I'd rather be the corny white rapper than the drugged-out mess who can't even get out of his house. Overdosing is just not cool. There's no legendary romance. You don't go down in history because you overdose. You just die. Yeah. So that alone takes shows his stance on overdose and drug problems and all that. Although he did battle his own 
demons. His, his own demons with drugs and, and all of that. Um, I personally don't think there's too much to do with all the conspiracy theories. I've, I've read a lot on them and some of them seem a little out there. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's still fair to bring up the idea that I mean, he, he may have been struggling with with fame and battling his image in the music industry, just like those that came before him that are in the 27 Club, and even those that aren't, but still really struggled with trying to uphold their image and, and really being in the spotlight their entire lives. Yeah, and he had a music video, and it was called uh, The Star Room. Well, the song was called The Star Room. And he was talking on, he's taking on an alternate persona and he was sitting on the couch and he had arrows pointing towards him. And these arrows were, above the arrows, it said, I'm not real. And he had pictures of Marilyn Monroe, which is another icon, and they were in back of him. I think she had like double horns, didn't she? I can't remember, but it's possible. I think, I mean, the symbolism in that music video and all that and him pointing at himself saying that I'm not real could be him talking about how he has to uphold the image and he can't really be himself yeah. which really that's how he got famous and popular in the first place Yeah, was him doing his own thing making his raps and they ended up being a hit with a lot of people and I mean just to speak for us that was a a big part in our beginnings in our early stages in our marriage was it might sound weird thinking of like Mac Miller and all yeah. that, <laughs> but I think that's his death both affected both of us. Like we were, we were in shock, and it. I don't think a lot of deaths ever hit us as far no, as like stars. Many, no. <laughs> so, but it, it, the news when it came, it, it was just. It was heartbreaking yeah, just was, to think that some of the music and I mean his his upbeat music and the. Just living and all that yeah, stuff, the way his music is and the impact that it had on us and when we first got married and, you know, yeah, getting yeah. through the struggle and being young and married with kids and all that. <laughs> yeah. and, I, I mean, mean it, 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 it had an impact on us, so yeah. hearing of his death really, really hurt us and now really, just like um, with Chester of Lincoln Park. Another one, that, that one ripped me apart because... <laughs> Growing up, it was just so much listening to his music, to Lincoln Park, and his voice can never be matched. And it, it was very sad, but yeah, I mean, Mac Miller's death really it hit us, and it's sad that he he went. And the sad thing is really putting the, listening to the lyrics and the words now really say something just like with Chester and you think of all the lyrics for Lincoln Park and stuff how some yeah. people were saying it it really paints the image for his depression and and all that and then just watching that music video for the star room the song Mac Miller does and showing his alternate persona and saying that he's not real and how he's been changed and all that yeah and he even did a his, another music video of him in a coffin and and then he has another, uh, there's a quote from his song, Brand Name. And he's, he, sta- he states that he, never ho- he hopes to never be a part of the 27 Club. Yeah, which is, yeah. I mean, you could think that he's just 
being a rapper and, you know, going with the flow and talking about how he doesn't want to die that young, but at the same time, he died now and he's not part of the, the of the 27 Club, so... Short of it. Yeah, just barely short of it. And I mean, it wasn't... I guess it was under strange circumstances, but it could just be depression and all that stuff, so... Yeah. Either way, it's just a sad thing to think about. He wasn't part of the 27 Club. He was close to it. Yeah. Um, but another thing that we want to point out and really, like I said, I didn't really get on board with all these conspiracies for Mac Miller around his, his death and all that. I just thought it was e either an accident or a suicide, but, but after researching some of it, um, if you look on his Instagram, his last Instagram picture, his last post is him posing, doing the all seeing eye or the Freemason symbol. It shows his eye with a Freemason. He's doing it with his hand. Freemason symbol around his eye. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that could be another episode in itself is the Freemasons and Illuminati and <laughs> controlling the music and everything else, really. So stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> but still, I mean, that, that just brings up more questions. I mean, why... If it was a suicide, could that have been a sign? If it wasn't a suicide, was it just him posing for a picture? Which there's nothing in his description for that picture to to say otherwise yeah. than, it, than it just being a picture. But, I mean, when things like this happen all of a sudden, you just need to question it sometimes. Yeah. And see if there's a deeper meaning to any of it. But, anyways, that's what we have on the 27 Club, Selling Your Soul to the Devil, Crossroads, just some of the suspicious things that ended up leading to some deaths of rising stars. So don't do it. You can get famous for anything nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to sell your soul. Yeah. <laughs> so the some of those in the 27 Club may be a conspiracy. Yeah. I mean, I do believe that there are some suspicious circumstances, circumstances surrounding those, but, but who knows? And, uh, the whole Mac Miller thing, I, I really don't know. I I don't know what I want it to be. I wish he wasn't dead and all that. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but we'll see. I'm sure more info to come and all that on his death and all that. And rest in peace, Mac Miller. And really hate to see you go. But I just want to tell you guys all thanks for listening to our first episode. Um, more to come and... We'll improve, and we're going to get a, hopefully, a music intro going pretty soon, so. So we don't suck so much. <laughs> but to wrap it up, this pumpkin ale is really good. Again, it's from Uinta Brewing Co. It's just pumpkin ale. It's good for the season. Yeah, be festive. <laughs> be festive, guys. Oh, I am very <clears throat> festive for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, this uh, Space Dust IPA is always one of my favorites. I mean, it'll hit you hard, so be ready for it, but it's a really good beer. So I hope you guys enjoyed. Stay tuned next week. Next week, we're going to be covering uh, John Wayne Gacy. I am so excited for this one, you guys. <laughs> I did so much research, and he's, he was fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, there's so much that goes into it. Yeah, more there's than, a lot. Yeah. So stay tuned, guys. Um, like I said... Like we said, we cover the paranormal, we cover true crime, conspiracy. Uh, if you have any suggestions for us, 
email us. We have our Instagram running. Oh yeah, follow our Instagram. Uh, Brisen Oddities. On Instagram. Spell it all out. Yep. It's forever. So. Yeah, yeah don't drink too many uh, craft brews before you spell it. Follow us first <laughs> and drink some craft brews. So, <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, let us know if you have any comments, but thank you guys for listening. And stay tuned. Until next week, guys. Brews and Oddities. Bye. Bye.